Welcome to the News Grubs podcast, a new and refreshing news format presented by the one and only Scotto, AP and The Fish. Hi everyone and welcome to the News Grubs podcast and if Boris Johnson bothered to listen to, he wouldn't be such a twat. I'm Scotto and joining me as usual are Fishy and the uh, AP. Why did I say the AP? The Plumster AP. Hi guys. <laughs> How are you Scotto? Hello, hello Scotto. I'm relatively well, thanks for caring. Uh, this week we're looking at Sex Island, or THE Sex Island, I can't wait to find out a bit more about that. It can be life-threatening living in China, um, which is interesting. Uh, an artist who's claim, who claims he has uh, a sexual relationship with the Mona Lisa, which is weird. Uh, but first, following the Chris Rock attack at uh, the Oscars, Dave Chappelle has been attacked on stage. Um, but that's about where the similarities end. Fishy, what's the go? And, yes, uh, radio host uh, Howard Stern reckons that uh, there's a double standard here now, uh, you know, with this Dave and the Will Smith thing, you know? Yes. Uh, he says that uh, he's exposed uh, the Hollywood double standard uh, in the wake of the attack on uh, the comedian Dave Chappelle. Now, I've never seen Dave Chappelle ever perform, so I don't know what his act is, whether he got assaulted because his act is uh, crap or some other reason. Uh, the 68-year-old shock jock criticised uh, the hypocrisy uh, during um, a recent episode of the Howard Stern Show. He says this guy jumped up on stage, attacked Dave Chappelle, and uh, he says as soon as that happened, uh, didn't they let him go back? They didn't let him go back to his seat. Uh, as soon as it happened, sorry, it, uh, did they let him go back to his seat, sorry for mucking that up, and laugh uh, and, and sit next to his wife and then give them uh, an award? No, of course he didn't get do all that. Uh, he got, in fact, beaten up backstage by all the security guards, apparently rather badly. If I may quote, they took him backstage, they broke his arms and hands so bad, they fucking beat the shit out of him. Excuse my language, I am quoting. <laughs> Yes, you are quieting, actually. So there you go. Now, do you think there is a double set? Do you think firstly... Oh, you think? No, but do you think firstly the two incidences mm-hmm. are actually the same in, in certain respects? Because I don't think they are the same. No, no, I, I, I don't think so. The uh, It's it's really difficult to draw a direct comparison like this unless you're a big guy with a 1970s afro uh, trying to trying to make a big deal of yourself when you're 68 years old, and and they, you got the term shock jock. Uh, he's finding it hard in this modern age to be as shocking as he used to be. So I think he's just uh, it's like whipped cream. He's just got the beaters out and he's beat the hell out of the story. And uh, they highlight what yes highlighting, and they they just brush aside the differences, which there'll be many that, that haven't been reported. And. Uh, I don't think it's anything like the situation in the Oscars, and uh, I, um, I'll hand it over to Scott. Well, in fairness, I, I, I mean, to me, the only difference that I can see is uh, at the Oscars, it was a black guy uh, beating the bejesus out of another black guy, uh, and in this case, I don't think it was a black guy, or was it? I, I don't know whether he was uh, black, but uh, the uh, assailant had a uh, imitation pistol. Yes, a fake gun. Fake gun. So again, that's another similarity that isn't uh, at. Uh, although we don't know, maybe Chris uh, uh, Will Smith was armed. I mean, you know, 
wouldn't surprise me in this day and age because it's damn dangerous being a comedian. But what I find is interesting, gentlemen, is that you two are both criticising Howard Stern whilst ignoring the obvious similarities between the two events where uh, a comedian uh, has been beat up, attacked, unknowingly, unwittingly, unnecessarily attacked um, by somebody whilst being on stage and yet all you want to do is focus on the uh, old nakedness of Howard Stern and his bloody stupid hairdo and his strange voice. You know what I'm concerned about? Not many things that I Chris imagine. Rock. Chris Rock was at both locations. Ah, right. So you're thinking there's some kind of a uh, pattern for me. Maybe. Chris maybe Rock Chris, is uh, inciting violence. Maybe he may not be inciting it, but maybe Chris Rock uh, attracts trouble like that. Mm. You know, he got on stage and go, I know exactly how you feel, man. I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> and, and he's right. But not, but not exactly. I mean, Will Smith didn't get a piece out and wave Ah, that's true. That's this true. other fellow was wearing. And, and, and there's nothing. There's nothing uh, indicating uh, to uh, or how and why and for what reason the gentleman with the fake gun jumped up on stage. We don't know whether the comedian, Mr. Chappelle, uh, made ridicule of him on stage. We don't or, know. Or his that, wife. So. Maybe or his young, wife. Uh, Mr. Or Lee, him. who's his name, uh, Isaiah Lee, twenty-three. Um, I don't know whether he's got a wife or whether she was there. We don't know that. Yeah, we don't know the detail of that. But uh, it is um, it is interesting, though, that there is a double standard in the uh, reaction of the uh, security people and the um, uh, and the, the crowd oh. themselves. Yeah, but, but Scott, think- uh, people react differently to, to even similar situations. So you're not... Uh, it's not a double standard in, in the strict sense because it's not at the Academy Awards. Both are not... Uh, at the Academy Awards, they're not situations that have uh, an Academy Award audience, an Academy Award security detail. Well, it's just not the same, right? Well, it's I've got different. to say, I've, I've got to um, pull you up on that one because I've got to say the security detail at uh, Dave Chappelle's show was a lot better than the Academy Awards. I mean, I where was the security guard with the earpiece and all the rest of it, the Secret Service leaping up on stage to protect Chris Rock from Will Smith, whereas on this other one, the second True. thread's on the True. stage. Um, yeah. 40 people have uh, leapt up, grabbed uh, Muttley, and then taken him out the back and, and, and I quote once more, uh, beat the <laughs> shit out of him. Now, the, the difference is that many people who were eyewitnesses uh, in the crowd um, didn't, didn't think that it was an, a form of assault. They thought it was a scripted part yes. of the show. Hang on, and which one are we talking so- about? Uh, the Academy. All oh, right, that one. Right, sorry. Yeah, uh, they they didn't realise that it, that it was not a joke um, because Will Smith was conveniently placed side stage, which you can be guaranteed will be the last time he gets those seats. Yes, that's uh, true. But uh, yeah, everyone thought that he just you know got out of his seat, sauntered up, you know, he pretended to give him a smack in the mouth, and uh, that it was actually something that might have been loosely choreographed before. Before, mm-hmm. and obviously, it's come out that it wasn't. But uh, this one, I'd say that this fellow's obviously uh, made his intentions perhaps a little more obvious, and uh, he's found the attention of security, as you said, uh, swiftly and uh, to a far larger extent than uh, Mr. Smith. Dispensing justice. (laughs) And uh, I wonder, though, whether it's now going to become a copycat thing where every time a comedian gets up on stage, 
uh, is it going to be a case of um, some clown is going to yeah. want to make a name for himself and get his uh, 15 seconds of fame by getting up on stage and having a go at somebody? I mean, um, our favourite Australian comedian, um, whose name escapes me, Jim Jeffries, uh, he was attacked on stage some years ago. I mean, uh, Fishy, in your experience as a stand-up comedian all those years ago, did you ever have anyone rush up on stage and try to, um, well, get you, kill, so to speak, kill me? Kill no, me. no, no, no. I've just had the usual hecklers, um, and uh, they usually quieten down after a few comeback lines. But no, but it raises something very important. Um, uh, as you said, if if it becomes a copycat situation, and there's a lot more of this, mm-hmm. my advice to any audience members or security detail is, uh, as long as it's not it's not a real gun, just just stay put where you are. It can end up being dangerous for you. Just don't get involved. I think they all need um, um, to be armed and uh, sorted out. That's my view. Now, in a story that, strangely enough, attracted my significant attention, a company, or a group of people, uh, whatever you want to call it, a promoter, you might say, has once again, or is once again, I should say, promoting Sex Island. Ooh, yeah. Sex Island is a four-day orgy extravaganza. That promises kinky customers unlimited sex, and this is the important part for some people, without a condom. Oh, yes, indeed. It's however, bareback. Mm-hmm. Yes, bareback. Uh, in fact, it's on as we speak, uh, according to I've just realised. It's on right this very second. Uh, uh, do we know where? No, nah, well, no. I was just going to say it's uh, slated to take place at an undisclosed location outside Sin City, which of course is Las Vegas, uh, from May fifth to May eighth. So it's actually on as we speak, uh, and tickets cost uh, four and a half thousand dollars. Now, the object of the exercise is they sell uh, fifty tickets, uh, and the company has hired one hundred sex workers. Uh, None of which I guarantee will look like the girls in the story. So that each guest has uh, access to two girls per day. All right. Uh, Naturally, of course, all the girls are uh, tested uh, for um, uh, diseases and and all that icky stuff. Uh, And they're also going to be doing HIV testing and STI testing on site. So that's important, I think. Um, Now, interestingly enough, this company uh, called, and I had it just a second ago, now I've lost it, the Good Girls Company, uh, has actually done this before. Okay. They, uh, they did it down in the Caribbean somewhere uh, back in 2017, it first uh, kicked off. Um, uh, sorry, down in Colombia, but the, um, then they had to find somewhere else because the Colombians got a bit uh, stroppy about it. So then it went to the Caribbean. Am I right in saying, Scott, that uh, the, some of the customers who paid up for that event got screwed in a way they weren't expecting? One might say that, uh, AP. One might well say that. I wouldn't have, but you did. Uh, apparently it was held again in 2018 and then unfortunately was postponed for a couple of years. Uh, a lot to do with the um, concept of COVID, I would uh, suspect. Um, but one New Yorker who bought a ticket to the 2017 event uh, explained some of the sordid details. Uh-huh. Oh, Tell yeah. Them. 
There were 30 of us uh, at that particular one, all men except for one couple, said the 33-year-old dentist named Ryan. Now, obviously, we can't see his face because he's a dentist. Most of the guys were professional doctors, lawyers, and aged between 25 and 50, and half of them were married. Now, isn't that interesting? Uh, there was a few nerds from Silicon Valley who hadn't done that kind of thing before, um, but uh, they got into it. And apparently... Very, very concerning with the marriage thing uh, that you just mentioned. Sorry, Scott. Yes, that's all right. across you there. Uh, only because the, there's no condoms. No, but everyone's been tested for sexually transmitted diseases, you see. So it's all safe as thousands. Supposedly. Yes, well, you know, I'd be mildly concerned. You don't think, though, the fact that um, husband is off banging a couple of prostitutes on some uh, sex place uh, would be slightly more important to the wife than whether she's uh, he's doing it with or without a condom in the first place? Or, or the fact that there's uh, on-site STI clinics and whatever available, just the fact that he's there in the first place. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking. <laughs> yeah, just, just a thought. Um, apparently, though, there were also two big pop stars from Canada. Uh, and Ryan recognised one of them immediately. Uh, he's very famous, apparently, but he doesn't spill the beans on who it is. Is it you-know-who? I don't know. I, oh, I could imagine it would have been you-know-who. Okay. That's, that's what I would think. Uh, the Wrong. dentist, which, of course, was Ryan, uh, who is married but didn't tell his wife about the four-day orgy. Uh, said the debauchery began shortly after the vacation kicked off as each man had to choose the two girls who would keep him company during the entire trip. So there's oh, a thing. Oh, so, so you don't rotate through the hundred? Well, I think you can if you want to. According, I think that was back in the original one. I think now they've yeah, um, revised the uh, plans. There's one particular exercise uh, called All In, uh, a one-off experience where each guest could sleep with 15 of the women all at once. How would you ever do that? <laughs> like, really, literally, how would you Pretty. do that? Pretty fair size bed to start with. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, maybe stacks on. Uh, maybe the old stacks on when you played footy or something. Something like that, they, I imagine. They, they better all have barcodes tattooed on them so you, so you can get a little reader and just go oh, beep. So it so keeps a record about oh, good which point. you're doing it. They can't wear name badges. So it, it, what's their name written on a band-aid on their forehead like charades, is it? Well, you've got to wonder. But that, Fishy makes a very good point. If you're like banging a couple of them and after you know, 10 or 12 of them, you might get confused and, and recycle yourself. That'd well, be off. More importantly, not just the recycling issue, it's the fact that if something turns out to be, uh, uh, or if there's a, a problem in the future where someone did catch a disease or something, then you want to be able to track who it was somehow. Oh, it's not a bloody COVID testing station, mate. Oh. Probably should be, mind you. Yeah. Uh, the Good Girls Company head of PR, known as Tony, uh, said that the whole concept came up um, from five hard partying friends in their 30s and 40s. Uh, and uh, so they sort of, oh, what, you know, we could do a bit of this. I, I would suggest more so that they um, could get um, blokes to pay for hookers for them. Hang, be, on, I guess. hang on, Yes. You can't tell me these blokes think that they thought up something that was unique that no one else has ever thought about. You just get four blokes in a room uh, drinking some beers. Of course they're going to think that up. That I is it's true. Been, it's been thought up thousands of times before. Millions, I would have said. Millions, I've yes. thought about it 20 times since I started this story. <laughs> So uh, I've, I've done a slight uh, price breakdown. Uh, <laughs> oh, I knew you would. Of I course you had. Car, I had a long car trip home from my last client yesterday, so I was sitting in traffic doing some mental arithmetic, which is not like me, really. No, but I was motivated by the theme of the story, obviously. Yes. So in the kitty, you've mm -hmm. got 225 grand. Right. So somebody somebody jot that down. Okay, two. And then, and then how many, the, they say 100 girls? 100 hookers. Yes. 
100 yeah. hookers for four days. Now, what do you reckon a hooker would, would be uh, paid per day to just be, you know, looking, gazing at the stars nonstop? Well, so none on. of us are prepared to, to guess because we don't want to be the first one to say well, 400 at bucks. Least, <laughs> at least 500 a day. You would have to think 500 a day would be reasonable. Well, then you've got uh, well, typo. Uh, so you've got 500, uh, and then uh, so there's 50 grand. So you're down to 175. We'll just whittle away at the top of the thing. All right. So 500 at least per day, and I'm actually thinking it probably might be closer to a thousand bucks a day. So that could I be. A, be well, it depends on. I mean, I, I think it'd be over a thousand. They might yeah. be just street walkers. It might be 40 bucks a day. <laughs> well, no. You want to think that. <laughs> Yeah, slightly better calibre than that. If they want to sell the trip, because the sell the trip's going to sell by reputation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes. And uh, so, all right. So you're down to uh, let's let's give the benefit of the doubt, fifty grand. So now they're down to one hundred and seventy-five. Then you get if you get even even half the guys who drink as much rum as Scott O drinks. Yes. Right. The booze bill is going to be. I mean, you'd allow the a, meal a, and booze another fifty grand per head. I reckon uh, to be two hundred a day. And how many punters uh, did we say? 50. 50, yeah. All right, so then... Um, we didn't say these blokes were very good at business. <laughs> 10 grand. Now, island hire. Oh, so I don't think it's actually an island. I think they've just gone to some place. If it's only just outside of, uh, you know, Vegas. Uh, you and know. then the helicopter that they're going to screw in. You know, helicopters are not cheap. I think there's a lot of unknowns here. They're five, they're five grand an hour, a helicopter. Plus, you know, plus fuel. Probably. We haven't even got to the um, cocaine and the pills and the drugs yet. Yeah, coke. I mean, they're 20 grand worth of uh, pills and, sk- and uh, spills there. So oh, easy. What, per day? And then, yeah, and then are, they, uh, are you supposed to tip? I mean, this whole thing, this whole American thing of tipping people. Yes, uh, good point. You know, what do you do? Yeah, you know, someone's a good shag, so you've got to lay out an extra 20 or 50. Um, and uh, I, I'm, I don't think it adds up for me. Not if there's, and then there's four partners, isn't there? I was just looking at the... Um, do you remember the movie Pretty Woman? Yes. Well, now, Vivian Ward, who was played by Julia Roberts, of course, uh, charged $300 for the first night uh, or $3,000 for a whole week. So maybe they are getting a bulk discount on the... No, uh, they rather than when the was daily that movie, rate. When was oh, that movie made? A long Aiden. time ago. A long time ago. Mate, I've heard stories that, you know, some of the high-class hookers... Uh, and I mean, you see it in movies, they're like 10 grand a night. Yeah, well, obviously, we're not going to be going for that sort of calibre in this thing, are we? Again, I, I refer back to the um, uh, photos of uh, the event where we've just got some you know, horny girls in uh, G-strings, um, which were, in fact, only models for the, uh, what do you call it, um, promo Mar- shots. Marketing. Yeah, yeah the marketing uh, things, I think, so... You know, I think you've got to wonder whether it's, it is just a street walkers at you know forty dollars a month. Why don't we just keep an eye on this story, see how it develops, and whether there's been any feedback after the event? After the event, top plan, top idea, yeah. because as we say, it is on as we speak. Would you go to one if you had a spare four and a half? Um, no, I was, I thinking, to, I I was thinking the three of us might organise one in Australia. Oh, this no. one's successful. Well, I think that we'd was, want to run the numbers a bit better, though, than... Um, that's a joke, yes. Yeah, no, no I'm, I'm all for, for it. Interest. Oh, no, I'm, uh, I'm all for it. But yeah, I talk do, about watching it closely, if it I, works well. I do think do we it. need to, um, you know, just check the numbers a bit more. Absolutely. Because I think these ones might be a bit out, I suspect. A bit rubbery, I think. One might say that, yes. No, no rubber.
Uh, boys, Chinese authorities in Shanghai are investigating after a video appears to show the moment that an elderly man who was mistaken as being dead uh, and, and was being wheeled out. Bring out your dead! Of the nursing home. Yeah, well, this is very similar to that. Wheeled out of his nursing home in a body bag. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it shows the moment the funeral home staff realised the man in the bag is still alive. Oh, bugger. Oh. And, 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 Do you know and that's my fear? And the nursing home's error. Two guys in hazmat suits are preparing to transfer the body in the back of the car when they notice the bag move. Um, and uh, so it reminds you of a few things, doesn't it? It's the uh, Monty Python's Bring Out Your Dead. Bring it's Out Your Dead! Beginning of uh, the James Bond movie where... Um, he, he fakes his own death, and he's actually uh, put out, uh, you know, bound up in a. Uh, he's he's uh, his funeral was at sea, and the divers came and got him and cut him out. Remember? I remember that. Yes. One. Yeah. He uh, had an oxygen supply. He was in like a body bag, wasn't he? And then he yeah. he had, he had um, an oxygen supply. Yeah, they didn't uh, give this poor bloke an oxygen canister. They just put him in a bag with two blokes in yellow suits. That's because he was dead. Well, and that's uh, right. so they they realised. Uh, they raised the cloth of the uh, the uh, covering his face and uh, started yelling, "He's alive! He's alive!" So, unless well, uh, they noticed, you know, guys, <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a, a a pet, not a pet peeve, but a pet fear, right, of that exactly happening to me. Really, I am fearful because look, especially of late, people are just not good at their jobs. Oh. Okay, and, and I'm seeing, after this COVID thing, I'm seeing that there's a lot of um, mistakes being made, a lot of car accidents, a lot of people hurting themselves, falling over, all sorts of people, because they're not paying attention because COVID seems to have affected people's ability to, you know, pay attention and to do things well. Yes. That's what I, that's what I think. Yep, no fair and, and, and I've And I've made comments on other shows that we've done in the past that um, uh, in the last decade, People just are not are not good at their jobs, and that's what I fear. I fear that some uh, pathologist or doctor or nurse or whoever it is thinks that I've gone when, in fact, I'm still hearts beating very softly, and I'm still alive. And they put me in the bag or in the uh, in the coffin, or worse, throw me out at sea like James Bond, and I drown. Yes. Oh, we wouldn't know about uh, that, though, then. You, yeah, well, that's, that's it. Yeah. It's uh, funny you mentioned the um, buried, though, uh, because a woman in Peru uh, only earlier this week um, was pronounced dead after a car crash. Uh, but um, as they're um, about to uh, drop her into the ground, they can hear a little bang, 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 bang on the coffin lid. Yeah. Uh, so they haul it up again, open the lid, and there she is uh, with her eyes open, going, you bastards. You tried to bury me. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, though, she died um, some, I don't know, a few hours later, but she oh, was alive at the time. Imagine, uh, though, uh, I, I, uh, the, the listeners are not aware that uh, AP was um, having a blissful little nap just before this show. Imagine if Mrs. AP had thought I was dead. Well, I did. I thought and you were. It's <laughs> bypassed the amble, Ambos and just called the undertaker and just started making arrangements. You know what they should do? Because this thing's probably going to end up being a very common uh, practice where the perfectly... Uh, uh, living people uh, get buried. They should think about putting in the coffins a little emergency um, like panic button 
where uh, you press it and it sends a Bluetooth signal to a little box outside uh, the uh, the coffin and, and alerting um, uh, yeah, the, the relevant people that uh, the person's still alive down there. Well, we covered um, that. In, in 1829, Dr. Johann Gottfried Tarbiger designed a system using a bell which would alert the cemetery night watchman hmm, hmm. if anyone was buried alive. So I uh, wouldn't that give you the concept that it wasn't a brand new thing? Oh, they, they used to knock oh, yeah. them off a lot in those days. Eh? Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, but that's six foot under. The corpse would have strings attached to its hands, head and feet. Yeah, right. Uh, see, housing around the bell above the ground uh, prevented it ringing accidentally. So, Fishy, the uh, the bell was had a, 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 a very... Uh, uh, prehistoric form of remote control. Wouldn't uh, you be? Um, wouldn't you be worried we, if you're the, um, the uh, bloke, you know, wandering around the night watchman at the um, the cemetery, and uh, all of a sudden um, tubular bells started going off? Ding, yes. Ding. Or, or if you want to play a practical joke on him, you get all your mates to get have a bell each, hide behind trees, and wait for the night watchman to walk past, and just ring all these bells uh, what about, as, as he's walking past. What about an earth tremor? Or they could do it as well. But we covered uh, on the uh, on another radio program we do years and years and years ago, Fishy, well before yes. AP's time even, about how they uh, had television cameras uh, in South American um, coffins. Yes, that's so, right. Um, they yeah. could, because they used to drop them in the ground there with great regularity when they weren't quite, uh, well, a stiff, frankly. Um, and the um, they could um, make a... a, a make a bit of a noise, make a bit of a wiggle and that sort of stuff. And uh, somebody, hopefully, if they were walking past watching the um, 16 by 9, 65-inch colour screen, uh, 4K, um, would be able to see them and go, oh, they're not dead yet. We better get yeah. them back out. Instead of watching the maggots ingress. <laughs> well, that was the other option. <laughs> Sorry, Scott, I realise you haven't had dinner yet. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Scott and, and AP, could mm. both of you promise me something? Mm -hmm. If I go... Before either of you, which is highly can, likely, yeah. Can you please somehow go to the doctor and say, "Are you sure?" I'll check, mate. I know how to. I know how to check a pulse. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm an expert on that. It's just. It's just right in the middle of the forehead, isn't it? Uh, AP, you just oh, rest there. Like carotid, uh, carotid, and radial. So carotid's on the side of your neck, and uh, radial is the underside of your wrist. So I didn't want to get too so, too technical. So Scott, Scott, I will do the heart rate. I'll bury you with a cordless doorbell. Yeah, that God sounds like a plan. God help me. Yeah, just strap to your thumb, and uh, that way you can, uh, you know, like a special operations guy, you can just press the you press the thumb against your body, which will activate the button, and then in your headstone, uh, there'll be a massive doorbell system with one of those alarm 120 dB internal what, ringers designed. What if I'm paralysed? from fear and oh, well, I can't move anything. Well, I'd say you're buggered then. Yeah, I think you're fucked. I, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I don't think you're very well then. No. But, uh, I, um, yeah, I, I don't know what to do there, uh, whether you uh, have to have wear a, uh, a thing like Dr. Emmett Brown wears on um, Back to the Future version one uh, when he travels back and finds him with that stupid thing on his head. Mm -hmm. um, if we can scan for brain function, perhaps, nah. and that would then operate a relay, which would ring your doorbell. I think if we get to the stage where he's terrified and um, immobile um, from fear and all that sort of stuff, uh, AP, I think we just have to call it quits and you know, drop him. <laughs> just what believe what the idiots say that yeah. the fishies have gathered around him, yeah. or none of them know what they're doing. Yeah. No, no, we're going to be called in as uh, audit as death auditors. Yeah, but I think once we've had a look, we've checked the will, see if we're in it or not, then we'll make a decision as to whether we, um, you know. Make a bit more of an effort or not. about these things. You'll have it documented and uh, we'll get called in. I'll have to fly up from Melbourne. 
It'll be a complicated process, but we'll sort I'm it sorry out. Sorry to inconvenience you, by the way. Oh, look, no worries. We'll we'll, we'll work it out if it's a. Yeah, we'll can you just die on an appropriate time, place, and uh, well, day really? Be well, dude, if you best. made it a long week, if you made it a long weekend, oh, that'd be good. Yeah, it's got over. Yeah, that'd be really <laughs> handy. Now, one of the most famous paintings in the world is the Mona Lisa. Oh yeah. Uh, if you've ever been to the Louvre. You'll have noticed that that's tiny little bloody thing. Like, the, it's literally one of the smallest paintings I've ever seen. It's the Louvre. That's what I said, the Louvre. Um, and, you know, millions of people go and look at it and think, wow, that's amazing. Well, one bloke. It's only very small, by the way. Oh, it's tiny. I mean, it's the size of a cigarette pack, paper, oh. uh, packet, I should say. Um, and now it's behind bulletproof glass because everyone wants to attack it. And let's face it, it's a miserable looking woman. But that's not the mm. point. Because a celebrity artist and painter, Domingo Zapata, uh, who apparently has won uh, widespread acclaim for his many depictions of the Mona Lisa, some of which uh, are in this story, and I'll come to that in a minute, uh, uh, claims that the secret to his success is due to the romantic and, I stress, sexual oh, nature is... that he shares with the famous painting. What a weirdo. What a wanker. Um, Mr. I, I don't, I don't Mr. Zapata yeah. recently found fame after 26 of his digital reinterpretations of the Mona Lisa were put in display on the Louvre. Uh, yes, I know it's called the Louvre in Paris, alongside the original version of the uh, iconic Leonardo da Vinci portrait. It's a bit insulting to the uh, to actually to Leonardo, the great artist. Yes, the great inventor as well. Well, especially when you oh. look at one of these photos and he's got um, Mickey Mouse ears and yes. things and Mickey Mouse gloves and all. I mean, what? Really? Yes, really? I know. He's I know. a digital artist. So look, he just gets, you know, a, a, a 2008 version of Photoshop. Yes. You know, on a Windows 7 computer. <laughs> yes. Right? And and just cuts and pastes stuff all over all over a world-famous work of art. So, so what I figure is I'll resign from the uh, this high-paying gig at the Newsgrabs, right? I'm going to go and get some images of Picasso. Mm -hmm. I'm going to paint normal faces on him. Right. And, yeah. and put them in Waffen-SS uh, uniforms. That'll go well. And I'll be world famous. And, yep. and people like Leonardo DiCaprio will just buy up all my and, works. And AP, and you would be uh, doing something that's been ha happening for hundreds of years. You'd be perpetuating the fraud that something is art. Correct. But I'll be making a truckload of cash. I That's know. also a good point. <laughs> but I, they, I wasn't—I wasn't criticizing you. Would, would AP yeah. though? Would you? Would you feel as though you needed to have, or were in fact having a sexual relationship with your um, uh, subjects? Subject. Yes, because it's a value-added portion of the. Uh, I don't even know if I want to go down this road, but go on. <laughs> of the idiot uh, that I would be perpetu uh, perpetuating uh, would be that. Um, yeah, you've got to have it. There's got to be a. There's you got think to be, it's a, like a marketing ploy? There's got to be a, a sexual kink to the whole thing because uh, it's it's value. Sex sells, uh, which is why he he's walking around saying he wants to porker. He dreams about her every night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so my, my Picasso with the completely normal face on it, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll obviously start lusting after it and, you know, uh, doing versions of it in lingerie and, you know, even the bloke. <laughs> and um, I, I, look, I, I just think it's the way to go. 
Right. Digital artist. I've got a I've got an old version of Photoshop kicking around on a Vista computer here somewhere. Happy days. It's a shot. Imagine if you had the later model, you'd be who knows what you might be able to do. No, no, you've got to keep it retro. You've got to get that retro feel for it. Apparently, um, um, Domingo, as he uh, that's his first name, of course, also claims that his relationship with the painting was known to others and that he was even confronted about it by none other than Pablo Picasso's granddaughter. Oh. Um, he, to which she said, and she's an art expert, allegedly, just because her grandfather was, are you dreaming about her? Are you having sex with her? And he's like, of course I'm having sex with her in my dreams. You cannot stop where it's taking you, he says. It's about touch, feelings, and being naked. As an artist, the relationship with the canvas is intimate. Now, that's just, that's just bad. I'm Let disturbed. me tell you something. I'm, yes. I'm glad my panel beater doesn't feel that way. <laughs> well, probably best, frankly. <laughs> about my car. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's a very that's a very weird thing. I'm not sure I can actually cope anymore with that story. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's just a bit strange for me. Uh, I, don't I wonder if there's lots of other artists that are, um, you know, dreaming of having sex with their subject, or is it just basically the Mona Lisa because she's such a, a miserable looking cow? You can understand. You can understand if it was a female sculpt sculpture, right? And, sculpture and, sta- and this and the statue of David or something, right? You could probably understand that because it's a three D thing, but you know, a picture, as you correctly said, the size of a postage stamp or a cigarette packet or whatever. I mean, come on. I'm, I'm mildly disturbed that you're suggesting that Leonardo da Vinci may have had some kind of carnal knowledge with the statue of David. Yes, but I uh, immediately twisted it around and said a female sculpturer. Right. Sculptor. Rather. Right, sculptor. Sculpturer. Sculpturer. Word in English you might find useful, similar to that. Thank you. Very check good. Check that out. Okay, no worries. He says, he says, you keep going back to it and you cannot move on, even after 100 versions. I'm working on one right now. Oh, it's a mess. I'll bet he is. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just rest my case at that point. There. It's not just oil colours he's using. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't think so, no. Oh, Lord above. Well, what an interesting place it is, this world, full of interesting and dynamically strange people. Uh, but that's brought us to the end of News Grubs for this episode. So join us next time when we'll burrow deep into the rich tapestry that forms life on this strange little planet they call Earth. And don't forget, of course, to subscribe to News Grubs so you can keep right up to date with all the latest fascinating insight into humanity. Uh, on that note, we'll say goodbye. Bye, AP. Bye, Fishy. Bye. And see we'll you, boys. See you all again very soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the News Grubs. We'll be back next week.